0: that when God does things, it can be different. We don't always understand it, right? And those of you who are watching from uh, the live stream, you know that, man, it has been a unique move of God. 78 people baptized. Yes, amen. And, And it was... Beyond, it was beyond my understanding of how things flow, because, you know, I I look at baptism as, you know, always taught, once you get saved, you get baptized as a a sign that you are burying the old man and being resurrected to new life, right? But, you know, the concept of burying other things in our life wasn't something that I had been... uh, privy to in the past but to see God bury things like pornography things like bitterness things like past wounds and and seeing people come out of the water not only burying those things but come out of the water healed of things you know i mean it was it's been a wonderful wonderful move of god and uh, you know i know that it look it from the from the television or from the video stream, it looked somewhat chaotic. But how many know that when God comes in, sometimes it can look chaotic, right? And, uh, you know, I, I had to have help um, because I about got drowned two or three times. I got baptized two or three times not anticipating it. I got delivered, Mike, of things I didn't even know I had. <laughs> One is the, the, the fear of death, <laughs> Jesus. Here we go. <laughs> so, praise God. I mean, you know, I mean, Tim was about to die over here. He was uh, out of breath and couldn't breathe and you know, we was over praying for him. We thought there was a move of God happening on him and all it was he forgot his medicine, you know. <laughs> it was a wonderful time. I I had um um if it looked chaotic online, it probably was, but uh you know, for example, we had People who came unprepared to be baptized coming into the, to the waters of baptism, they had dresses on. So I, I'm thankful for the ladies who came in and stepped in and helped me make sure dresses were uh, not afloat and all that kind of stuff. So it might have looked like the pool was full and like crazy things were happening, but it was actually, uh, I'm thankful for those who assisted me in allowing that presence to go and, and keeping those ladies um, without the fear of indign- indignity. Is that a good word? Indecency. There you go. Thank you. All right. So, here we are. I've been asking... Yeah, come on. I've been asking God all week, Lord, where we go? What we do? And the scripture that kept boiling in my spirit was in Ezekiel chapter 47. And I'm like, uh, Lord, well, Okay. Here we go, and so I, I'm I'm studying Ezekiel forty-seven, and and uh, you know you theologians in here, you know, who are so deep in your eschatology, and you know I I, st- I decided to listen to a few commentaries to try to make myself you know more astute to the theological aspects and prophetic aspects of Ezekiel chapter forty-seven, and looking I was listening to. Um, um mizzle um, 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 um. Me- mizzle you ever heard of chuck or mizzle or mizler yeah i was listening to chuck mizler and he had me so confused i said lord have mercy i'm going to have to get jim or one of these boys to help me understand all this stuff <laughs> cuz he was he was fitting it all together with daniel chapter 7 and revelation chapter 22 and he was all into the into the uh per- You know, the prophetic view of this scripture. And and I finally just had to shut his uh, commentary up (laughs) and say, God, I know that you gave me this scripture for a purpose. Where do you want me to go in this? And so, how many like to swim? You know, I, I grew up in Anderson, South Carolina, more specifically, Belton, South Carolina. And uh, you know we had the big Hartwell Lake. Hartwell Lake is the second largest man-made lake this side of the Mississippi. We'd we'd go fishing and boating and all that stuff there. But there was another lake that was closer, uh, Broadway Lake, and it was um, it was kind of muddy, dirty. You know what I'm talking about? Y'all, anybody grew up around lakes like that? And so, so. You know, when, when we would go swimming, we'd go and, you know, you'd dive in about two inches down, you didn't see them no more. But <laughs> well, where'd they go? Man. So, uh, my first experience of learning to swim was, you know, I'm the youngest of seven by seven years, right? And my brothers loved me. They wanted to teach me how to swim. <laughs> and it wasn't that they got in the water, and put their hands under my belly. When I just you know, Nope. Nope. We went to the dock, the pier, and I was looking at them, and I was like, you know, about this tall. And I was looking at them, and I'm thinking, well, we got this lake, it's going to be fun today. Let me tell you something. Dogs have an innate ability. I mean, you can set them over a picture of water, and they... You know what I'm saying? I mean, you you go to give them a bath, right? And you set them over the bathtub. They haven't touched water yet, and they're already... I think I became a dog that day. I went under... I came out of that water looking up like, What have you done to me? Why? I thought you loved me. But I learned how to swim. You know, revival can sometimes look messy, right? Because we, we, we want to get into the river flow and we want that river to look pretty. We want it to look pristine. We want it to be clear. I mean, even Naban, when he wanted to dip, when the Lord told him to go dip seven times, he didn't want to go to the Jordan River because it was messy, It was unclean. It wasn't the pristine rivers that he was accustomed to. But yet, I want you to understand that how many of you have ever seen a river flood out of its banks? Right? Some of you have? Look, when a river floods out of its banks, it begins to pick up every bit of debris that's on the outside. And it starts to look muddy, right? Right? and, 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 and it's, it's this cleansing process because it just begins to wipe away and wash away everything that's around and eventually it gets cleaned up it starts clearing up from the from the fount side you know and, and that's sometimes what revival is because revival is us merging out of our banks it's out of control it's it's in his will, in his presence and it might begin to Pick up some of the garbage along the sides. You might have some, some crazy things take place, and all, all of a sudden, the bank of your life begins to get disfigured because it's not what it's accustomed to. It's out of the banks. And all the garbage begins to flow down, and all the mud begins to get picked up. And all of a sudden, everything gets into the river. And, and, and when it gets into the river, it gets cleansed, it gets washed, it gets transformed, it gets renewed, it gets empowered. And that is what revival is all about. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in fully in the presence and power of God flowing in his river wherever he wants it to go, whatever he wants it to do. I want to do what God wants. Yeah. Amen. 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 So I'm looking at the scripture and I, I look at it as, as a sense of the river of God. And, and I believe that God is preparing us for a, a supernatural flow that He wants us to embark in. How many want to see that? How many exp- want to experience that? Want to flow in that type of, 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 of action, of, of spiritual uh, following God? And even those strange things might take place, even though we won't always understand what God's doing, I believe there's a group of people, a, 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 a remnant, if you will, of people leaving the, the shore of stagnant, disappointed Christianity and willing to get into something fresh and something new. And even though we don't understand it, when God says do it, we do it. And whatever God says do, He anoints. And whatever God anoints, He begins to show fruit in that anointing because it's Him and not us. Amen. Amen. I want to know that I'm flowing in the will of God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ezekiel chapter uh, 47. Ezekiel 47. Starting with verse 1. says, Then he brought me back to the door of the house. And behold, water was flowing from underneath the threshold of the house toward the east. For the house faced east. And the water, now some of your versions may say temple. The word used as, as temple or house is actually uh, translated over 1,100 times as the word house. So the New American Standard Bible puts house there, but uh, we understand that also to be the temple. So from under the threshold of the house or temple uh, uh, toward the east, for the house faced east, and the water was flowing down from under from the right side of the house, from the south of the altar. Ooh. You know, I didn't see that earlier, flowing from the south of the altar. Mm. We'll get there in a minute. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gate by the way of the gate that faces east. And behold, water was trickling from the south side. I'm going to go on down to verse 6, and we'll come back to 3 through 5, but i am to go down to verse 6. It says, And he said to me, Son of man, have, have you seen this? Have you saw this happening? Then he brought me back to the bank of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, on the bank of the river, there were very many trees on the one side and on the other. And then he said to me, These waters go out toward the eastern region region and go down into the Arabah. Then they go toward the sea being made uh, to flow into the sea. The waters of the sea became fresh. Another version says heal. That word fresh is also to heal. Wow. It will come about that every living creature with, with swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be very many fish, for these waters go there, and the others become fresh, and so everything will live where where the river goes. Wow. I'm gonna go on verse twelve. It says, By the river is by the river on its banks, one Side, and on the other side will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because, their wa- because the water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Mm. Father, God help me today to follow what you spoke into my spirit this week. And Lord, help us to allow your Spirit to flow through us. In Jesus' name, amen. There's a song that says, There is a river that the streams thereof make glad the city of our God. Come on. There is a river whose streams thereof make glad the city of our God it came and it healed me it came and it filled me it came and it washed my sins away (laughs) I want to know that I'm flowing in that river that it came to heal me it came to fill me it came to wash my sins away aren't you glad that we serve a God who wants to cleanse us renew us and sanctify us and fill us with his holy spirit and appoint us with a declaration of his anointing to do his perfect plan and his perfect will when i see this River, it reminds me of the Holy Spirit. It is a type of the Holy Spirit. Because we see in John chapter 14, verse 16, it says, And I will ask the Father, and He will send another helper, the paraclete, the one that comes alongside. And this, He's speaking about the Holy Spirit. How many know the Spirit of truth that the Lord wants you to experience the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth in your life this morning? Amen? Amen. Amen. So I, when I when I look at this as the the this this river identifying and 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 symbolically looking as the Holy Spirit, it is like that in a couple different ways. One, it is this, uh, its source because of its source. When you look at this, we see that its source is the the house of God, the throne of God. How many know that that when you are flowing in God? He is your source of strength. He is your source of hope. He is your source of life. And so, I want to know that my source is not from any other stage of life. It is not from anything that this world can give me. But my source is from the throne of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. But not only do I see it as the source, but it's also the course of life. Because the Bible says right there, it says uh, it it flows from the altar of God. Look, when I think of the altar, I think of a sacrifice. I think of something that has been laid on the altar of God and is no more. It has been consumed. And and so when we look at uh, this river of God flowing from the source of God, it also flows through the course of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen? Because we see Jesus... Said, he said, I didn't come to the world to be served but to serve and to give my life a ransom according to Matthew chapter 20 verse 28. And so it, after that sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary is when he then declared, he said, I, need, I, I must go. in John 16 said, I need to go in order that the comforter may come. So out of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ comes uh, this course of the Holy Spirit. So he's not only the source, he's the course of life when it flows through the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us. How many know that you can't experience the power of the Holy Ghost unless you come through the blood of Jesus Christ? Amen? Amen! Amen. Amen. Praise God. But not only that, it is, it is it's force. Now, when I look at this scripture, I recognize there's there's a few different aspects that really jumped out of the page at me. And and number one, that this source didn't have any feeder streams. I mean, when you think about, for example, the, the massive Mississippi River, the massive Mississippi River at its mouth is only three feet wide. It's a small source. But by the time it reaches the Gulf of Mexico, it is over a mile wide because of all the feeder sources that have been fed into this this massive river as it flows down but but this river. Is not a river that has the need of other sources how many know that God doesn't need the power of this world God doesn't need the things of this world to be the source of his strength because he is the source all authority has been given to him in heaven and earth he doesn't need another authority he doesn't need another source because he is the source he is the way he is the truth he is the life everything flows from him and for him amen amen but not only do I see that It is a a source that that has, it is a stream that has no other sources, but he is the stream, the feeder of the stream. It also, in verse 8, says it could heal. Now, uh, man, I mean, when you look at the aspects of this river, when it flows, it says it flows down into the sea. Now, when we're looking at this scripture and we're looking at the idea of a river flowing into the sea, it's talking about the Dead Sea. How many have ever been to the Dead Sea? Now, the Dead Sea is is so salty, it's so mineral rich that not a living creature can live in the Dead Sea. It is called Dead Sea for a purpose. Nothing lives in it. When you think about the the salt content of the ocean and look at the Dead Sea, the Dead Sea is 6% more uh, rich in salt than the whole ocean so it is a thick place literally Mike you can go and you can get into the dead sea and you will float you can't sink because of the density of that sea but what the scripture tells me is that when this river flows it will flow into the dead sea and it will bring healing to that water I don't know about you how dead you are how dry you feel how dense your uh, your life has been but I want to know you to know that when the river of God flows in you it will bring healing, it will bring hope, it will bring life it will bring renewing, it will bring refreshing and and where nothing else can live where there seemed to be no hope, hope arises and life comes up and the beginning of healing takes place it might be, look let me tell you something look when when you get healed sometimes it happens instantaneously sometimes it, bam wow, a miracle happens But when you know when when you start, if you have a muddy bottle, a muddy cup of water, and you start pouring pure water into that, it will start getting clearer and clearer. Right? It doesn't always happen instantaneously. Sometimes you have to keep on pouring that fresh water in so that GT, so that the mud and the sediment gets to clear it out. Let let me tell you something. When this river flows, it might not necessarily be an instantaneous healing, but it begins to refresh. It begins to bring life. It begins to bring hope. And I don't know about you, but I believe this past week was a beginning of a cleansing, a beginning of a refreshing, a beginning of something that's bringing hope and bringing life. Are we where we want to be yet? No, we're not where we want to be yet, but I believe God is bringing us to a new dimension in Him, what He wants to do in our life, but we've got to be willing to be submissive to his plan amen amen Whew. man I could just dance right here right now woo yes Jesus verse 9 it says it basically says it revives because when you look at both sides of the shore on both sides it says there was trees right in other words, everything that this river touched was transformed with life-giving power. Mm. And so, if you'll notice, there in verse nine, it tells us twice that everything the river touches brought life. Life comes when the Spirit of God moves into. And life, there will be a renewal. There will be something fresh that takes place. When God moves in, He will change everything. He can take that which was dead and He can make it alive. He can take that which was, uh, was being counted out for nothing. He can make it into something. He can, and He will, if we will come and drink at the waters of the fount that God has given us to drink from. Amen. Amen. Verse 12, it goes on, tells us that it brings forth fruit and freshness. Freshness, let me tell you something, wherever the Spirit of God is, there will be productivity. Wherever the Spirit of God is, when He's flowing, there will be not only a refreshing, not only a healing, but then there will be fruitfulness. How many know that when God comes in, He's a God of fruitfulness, amen? And we as His disciples are called to be fruitful, and so when we are in the flow of God, in the freshness of God, there will be a fruitfulness that flows out of us. Come on, somebody. Amen? Amen. God change us. God transform us. God use us. God make production come out of us with everlasting life, with ever, everlasting satisfaction from the flow of your Holy Spirit in this place. Amen. Amen. By the way, anybody want the Holy Spirit to move in your life? <laughs> Amen. Lord, have your way. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Come on. Is that our prayer? Is that our desire? I mean, just be honest, God. God, some people, that just scares literally to death. To think that that God can have complete control of our life. Well, wait a minute, Lord. I'm pretty satisfied in this. Lord help us. I mean, when I I look at this, I I recognize that this is a picture of the work of the Holy Spirit in saving us and using us as believers for the glory of God, for for God's glory, not for our own. God's not called us to to take limelight or be, you know, to, to, to receive all the glory. God Everything we, sh- everything we do should bring glory and honor to God. Yeah. Yeah. If you are a child of the King, no matter if you're the, the televangelist with 30,000 uh, members at your church, everything you do should point back to Jesus Christ. If it points to you, then there is something errant because it is not about us. It is about Him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we need to follow Him. I mean... We look at, I mean, when you think about this, this freshness, this, all this, it's to flow out of us. John 7, 38 and, uh, uh, 38 and 39. He who believes in me, right? Out of their belly, the, 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 The King James says, out of their belly, out of their innermost being shall flow rivers of living water. This is spake of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but look, you are a fountain of God that you, that the Holy Spirit should flow out of you, that wherever you go, the river of life is flowing from you. Woo! Come on. Isn't that Awesome. That God, when we allow the Lord to use us and we're fully submerged in His presence, that that river is not just a river flowing from from a, a, a temple or building, but we understanding that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit and the throne of God is seated in our praise and our worship. And as we worship God, the river begins to flow out of us and that river begins to affect everybody we come in contact with because they see something vibrant. They see life-giving coming from us. And everywhere that river flows, the banks of the world are changed because we are agents of God. Woo! Notice there it says, and he saw. Wow. The the thing is, is there's a whole lot of people who sit in pews around the world that God's trying to get their attention. He wants them to see. He wants them to hear. He wants them to experience this Awesome uh, presence of of God he wants them to experience the river of life but th- but there's so many who are watching others getting wet into the spirit of the Lord in the presence of God, and they look back and they say, Wow that's good for them, but God's saying it's not just for them it's for everyone who's willing to surrender their life to me <laughs> amen amen I mean Jesus said in John uh, 7, 37, He said, If anyone thirst, let him come and drink of the water. If, any man, if anyone thirst, let him come. I love the story in, in Acts chapter uh, 8 and 36 and 37 where, where um, the eunuch was, right? And uh, this is where Philip had been translated and he's, he's there uh, teaching out of God's Word and the eunuch says, Hey, look, there's water. Hey, look, there's water. He says, what's hindering me from being baptized right here? And Phil says, hey, nothing's hindering you. He says, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And guess what? They got off of that uh, camel or whatever they were riding. They went down the river and he was baptized right there. Look. The question is for so many people is that we've understood what God's doing. We, we know that God has a plan, but we're not willing to get off of our high horse and get into the river of God and say, God, I truly surrender to whatever it is that is hindering me. There's I don't want anything in my way. Amen. Goes on in verse chapter forty seven, verse three and four. And when the man went out toward the east with the line in his hand, measured a thousand cubits, and he led me through the waters. If you are one who underlines, you can underline, led me through. Because that's significant. He led me through the water. Water reaching the ankles. And again, he measured a thousand and, and led me through the water, and water reaching to the knees. And again, he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water, water reaching the loins or the waist. And again, he measured uh, and a, a thousand, and it was a river that I could not for, I could not cross, for the water had risen enough, a uh, water to swim in, and a river that could not be for, not, a river that couldn't be crossed. Wow. God help us, right? I don't know about you, but... I see this vision, and I see him uh, coming into some water, and, 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 and a lot of times I think we, we, we like to stay in the ankle-deep water, right? I, I, I saw something in this room this morning, and I know it's crazy, but i got to get it out. Don't look, it's junk in here. Got, how many bought one of these for your kids? How many have you have laid in it? That's what I'm talking about. I mean, the thing is, is that we, 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 we fill this up for refreshing for our kids. Doggone, this thing's made in Mexico. It ain't made in China. This is a, a good one. But, you know, the idea is that we we get in and we get into the ankle-deep water. And we feel like, look, when it's 95 degrees outside like it's been this week and the index feels like it's 150, I mean, it's been hot. You can get into even ankle-deep water and it feels good. Right? you got to take your shoes off, though. You get in and it feels good. And I think that so many times in our spiritual life we we we, we need a refreshing and, and 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 we go and we 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 get into this little pool and we say god this is the pool that I'm I'll allow you to let me in god this is the place where you know I can go and I can stand and I can feel refreshed I might even can get my rear end in it and might even get all the way down to my back right but the problem is is that in ankle-deep water, you're still in control. In ankle-deep water, you're still commanding the situation. ankle-deep water, you can step out anytime you want to. You can feel a little refreshed say, Woo, that feels good. And you can get back and say, Oh, no, Lord, I don't, uh uh-uh. and, and too many times, that's the spiritual depth that so many people have because they only want to get surface deep with God. They only want to get just a little bit. God, I just want a little bit. If I could just feel a little bit of chill bumps every once in a while, God, I know you're there. That's all I need. And then you walk back into the regular world of life, into the hell that you walked out of to walk into the church, and you walk straight back out into it, and you say, well, I felt good for a little while. And you wonder why you're struggling. You wonder why you can't get rid of all of the doubt and fear, because when you're ankle deep, you're still in control. God doesn't want us just to be ankle-deep. I mean, look, the next step was he the measured 1,000 cubits, which is about 1,500 kilometers. and he measured out and it was knee-deep. Now look, knee-deep, you can feel a little pressure from the water, right? Boy, it feels good. Went down there and met calf bottoms and we got in a little knee deep. Feeling good. Cold. Cold. And you can feel the water rushing through but guess what? You can still walk. Right? You got to, get your, you got to walk you know, stiff a little bit so you, you know, don't step on any slick rocks or any loose gravel. You can still feel it. And there feels like there's some pressure. Like, whoa, man, I can feel the, the tension here, and it's all this is all good, and we like that, right? Right? I mean, sometimes we get into that, that knee deep water, and then, man, yeah, especially people can't swim, right? So, you see somebody knee deep in water, and somebody comes to give and say, "Come here, come here." Oh no, you don't. Mm-mm. You better stay away from me. Running back to the bank. Right? Knee deep's great. Knee deep's wonderful. Oh, that God would have some knee deep people. But knee deep is not where God wants us. And He measured out another thousand cubits and, and, and it was waist deep. Oh, God, help us. Help us wade into the waist deep water. Amen? I mean, the waist deep is kind of an emblem of strength, right? Because you got you you start you know, it starts pulling you a little bit. I mean you, you got your feet and and you're still it's dragging you. How many of you have ever been in some water like that? So rushing water and your feet's, your feet's planted and water's hitting you about waist deep and you're just kinda of dragging you. You're kinda of having to do a little bit of holding on to get your strength. But let, and that's exciting because we can see the strength of God. We can see the, the waist deep. It's the idea that I must decrease so that he can increase. God, let less of me and more of you. It's a halfway, it's a halfway there kind of moment. It's a half, the cup is half full, God. Whoa, it's gonna be good. Hallelujah, yeah? Right? That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Hmm. In that moment, we still are at a place where we understand that we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. It's not about us. It's about Him. And and, and we feel a move of God. We feel some force of God. We feel some strength of God. But we need to realize that there's more to spiritual growth than just being tugged a little bit. There's more to spiritual growth than just being waist deep. Because God's looking for some all-in people who's willing to say, God... I don't want to be in control. I don't want the ability to walk back to the bank, God. I want to get a little deeper in. I want to get a little deeper in your storehouse of love, if you will. Amen. 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 Wow. And then we we end with verse five says Ezekiel, basically Ezekiel there surrenders to the river. It takes him where it will. It has he has no power for allowing himself to get out, so to speak. He has no power over his destination. He, he's at the mercy of the river. The river's flowing, and he's just flowing wherever that river wants to take him. Oh God, may we flow in the river where you want to take us and how deep you want us to go. And, and, and Lord, don't let us get uh, hyperventilated, if you will, over the fact that we don't have control anymore. But God, let us be in the full depth of who you are. Look, when we wait out, into the deep, we've moved beyond our ability. Look, you want something supernatural? Then you've got to go past your own ability, because anything that you can do in your own ability, in your own mind, is just natural. And so, therefore, if if if, if I'm doing it, it's kind of like a Vic. Where, where Vic yet. Vic created a monster and and and, and put in these. You uh, thermostats on, right? I didn't have the ability, but I was empowered by somebody. Vic, if you're watching out there. Look, when we move past our ability and we say, God, I'm, I'm available for whatever you want to do. God, I don't understand it. Listen, this is not my line of work. This is not the way you know I was wired, but God, if you're calling me to this, I will do it. I appreciate... Where's Josh at? Travers? Oh, we didn't call him now. <laughs> Josh made like a 35 on the ACT. This guy's brilliant. I mean, sometimes I don't like to sit around him because he's, he's, he, he's up here. Yeah, yeah, that cost you, didn't? I? Josh has almost finished a degree in engineering. But God did something different in his life, and 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 he surrendered to the call of God and left engineering. He left all of that ability, and said, "God, it's not about my ability; it's about where you want me to go." And look, that that that's hard for us to grasp. I mean, look, poor Josh. He's he's a uh, he's just a poor little uh, youth pastor. <laughs> Believe me. Hey, listen, anybody's ever been a youth pastor? Poor little youth pastor. And, 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 and it ain't just youth pastoring, Christy. It's youth pastor, worship leader, you know, fill in for wherever needs help, you know, up in the attic doing all kinds of good stuff. But that's what that looks like. When we say, God, I want to be in the flow of your river. It's, it's moving past our ability and into the supernatural because when it's past us, it's all God, right? When it's past our ability, saying, God, it's all you because I don't know what to do. I don't know where we're going. I don't know how this is going to look. But all I do know is that I'm completely surrendered to the mercies of the river of God because I know that the river will take me where I need to be. It will be my source of strength. It will be my source of life. It will will supply for my every need if I am willing to surrender to its flow. Amen. Amen. I want to know that I'm surrendered to his flow. I want to know that I'm surrendered completely to how he wants me to flow. Because, look, sometimes we get into this mindset that our spirituality is based on what we think. I'm going to tell you, this week my mind's been blown. Because this is past what I think, Robert. This is past what I can understand. Now I'm just saying, Lord, have your way. Isaiah 43 and 2. Dre, you gonna go up and play that piano for me? Isaiah 43 and 2 says, When thou pass through the waters, I will be there. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow me. When when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Nor will flame kindle on thee. What I understand is, is the, the deeper I walk with the Lord the, the greater the revival will be. I'm not talking about a series of services. Somebody said, that old preacher didn't even preach the first two services. You ain't got to tell me nothing. I was mad at him two nights in a row. But once again, Sally, what the Lord did was He showed me it's not about a man. It's not about an ability. Look, there's some profound speakers that can engage you, that can emotionally drag us into a message. And their deliverance is so amazing of how they deliver the message. They'll have you crying one minute, laughing another. And that's awesome. But God. At the same time, it can be just somebody just sharing the simple message of the power of God that can change a lost and dying world. Because it is the Holy Spirit who convicts. It is the Holy Spirit who stirs us. It is the Holy Spirit who does the work of God in our lives. And the only way that the Holy Spirit can do the work in us is for us to be submitted to Him. Look, when when I understand the Word of God, God's a gentleman. And He he has given us a free will to choose Him or not. And and the thing is, is not only can we choose Him or not, but we can choose the level of relationship we want to have with Him. Right? Some of us choose something super deep. And it's intimate, and it's powerful, and it's glorious. Some choose to just make this thing the habit that my grandparents had, so I know they loved it, so I'll just keep on doing the same old, same old. Never impacted by the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. Continuing to walk in the natural, continuing to struggle with, is God real or is God not? But today I'm saying, will you choose to allow the Holy Spirit more in your life. Look, I'm not saying that you got to jump head first into the waters. I'm not saying that we're up here to just push you in like my brothers did, me, into that dark, murky water. That's not, look, we're not here to push you in. We're We're here to invite you in to His presence. You know what I really love about this passage of Scripture in Ezekiel chapter 47, that it begins with this. And He brought me To the door of the temple. (laughs) Look, Jesus has brought us to the door. He's in bringing us to the door, He's saying, You're invited. You ever heard the old saying, You can lead a horse to the water, but you can't make him drink? I mean, look, we can be brought to the door. And Jesus says I stand at the door and knock if anyone will open the door I will come into them and I will sup with them and them with me Look I, I I don't know where your relationship is with the Lord I know that man God rocked a whole lot of people this week But I can tell you this wherever you are there's more Whatever level you feel like you're in, whether you're standing in ankle-deep water and saying, Whoa, that feels good. There's better and there's more. Maybe you're knee-deep and you're saying, Man, I feel the tug, but, 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 but man, I'm not sure if I can go any further. There's more. Maybe you've been living in waist-deep water. You feel the tug. It's dragging you and you're, you've been holding on. You can still get to the bank. And, 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 but yet, there's, you know there's a powerful God that wants to do some miraculous stuff, but you're just afraid to let go because you don't know what it looks like when you get your feet up and He starts motioning you down the river. And you're like, well, Lord, what's going to happen now? But some of you are ready to dive in head first into the water. Look, I had two bad experiences in life. I had a bunch of them, but two two dealing with water. My parents had a pool. And they decided to build a brick wall around it. I wasn't smart enough to dive from the diving board. I decided to climb up on the brick wall. And if that wasn't stupid enough... I did it on the shallow end. Man, I'd done it, I don't know, a dozen times. I'd dive in, and, 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 I, and I'd hit the water, and shoo, I'd come to the, come out of that deep end. But man, Ray, one time I dove in, and instead of going, shoo, I went shoo, I thought I broke my neck. I come out of the water, and I'm like, oh God, oh God. <laughs> they had to take me to the chiropractor because my neck literally started to, to gradually paralyze itself to my, to my shoulder. Look, some of you have had some bad spiritual experiences. And I, I, I get that. I remember about Four years ago, some guy said, "Hey, let's go, let's go canoeing down the, ri- the the river." I'm like, "Okay, let's go." We get out there. I'm having a great time. We eating hot dogs on, you know, fired by the grill out in the middle of the river. We had a good time. We saw a swing. I'm getting too old for this stuff. All these kids, they climbing up. Lonnie, I decided, I'm going to do this thing. I got up there. My heart's beating 100 miles an hour. <laughs> God help us. And I go out. I didn't, I didn't let go out there. I come all the way back to the tree. Whack! And then, and then because I didn't have the momentum, I only went halfway out this time. And somebody said, let go! I'm, I landed in water about this deep. My legs went folded up under me. It, all I heard was, ooh, ah. I felt numb from head to buttocks. Somebody said, you all right? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I raised this hand. Yeah, that's working. Got up, had a big old chunk out of my ankle from the rocks I'd hit. Some of you have landed in some shallow water. You've wanted to go all in, but you keep diving to the shallow end. The Lord's saying... Better things. I got something that's refreshing. But you've got to be willing to dive into the deep end. You've got to be willing to say, Lord, I'm losing, I want to lose control of what I think it should be, and I want to follow your plan. I want to be surrendered to your will. I want what you want in my life. This morning. That's the call. God, I want more. I'm tired of being ankle deep. I'm tired of being knee deep. I'm tired of being waist deep. And the great thing is, is that you're not just diving out there on your own. He says, the Bible tells us that, that he led him through the waters. The Lord is wanting to lead you into something deeper. Something Something that's going to refresh you. Something that's going to bring healing to you. Something that's going to bring life to you. Is that your desire this morning? If you say, Pastor, I want more. Would you just come right now? I want more, Lord. I don't know what this is going to look like here in a minute. We're going to pray for some folks. But I did something in preparation, Sammy. Because a couple of people said, I don't want to be baptized. I want double portion. So what I did, I came in at 7.15 this morning, and I filled the baptistry up. I said, Lord, whatever you want to happen, God, you do it. God, you do it. Amen. Amen. Come on, get on a little closer, get on a little closer, get on closer.